Welcome to Basket News Talks. I'm the host Donatos Rubunas. We're Radisson uh, Kaunas Hotel and we're hosting Fenerbahce Beko Istanbul newcomer Kostas Antetokounmpo. Welcome Kostas. Thank you for having me, man. If you don't mind, I will start this conversation with the great epilogue of the book of uh, Yanis. And I think that your role was one of the key in the opening lines of, of this book. I will read uh, some short lines in the beginning. Yanis and Tatakumba and his family didn't have much time. They had to until sundown to get out of their apartment. They had fallen short on the rent again. They were being evicted again. After packing all their belongings, Yanis and his brothers looked at each other, staring at their massive fridge in the kitchen, each thinking, what we are going to do with this? Then Kostas, nine years old at the time, spotted a small skateboard. Let's put it on the skateboard, he squealed. Uh, Yanis, 12, and his father stared blankly at each other. What other options did they have? Let's give it a try. It seemed impossible, the giant fridge on a punny skateboard. It looked ridiculous. And from what I understood, it took like one mile to, to get that fridge to your friend's house. You actually managed to make it. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of different angles on how you can look at the story. Of course, the main angle is that what you have to go through, what you guys achieved and how inspiring your story was. But I tried to look at your angle and let's be honest, it's pretty impressive for a nine year old kid to have such a creative and out of the box idea. Was it something that you always stood out uh, among your brothers? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like at that moment, maybe it was just so much stuff going on, you know, which you just want to put like a helping hand, you know, you just want to do something to help. And, you know, maybe I just threw out an idea that maybe some people would say it's not smart. But at this time, it was like, hey, maybe we could do it. And it worked. He was able to put the fridge on the skateboard and we was able to roll it on the street. Like we did it at midnight so nobody could see us <laughs> yes and so it's something which you kind of stands you out from from other brothers you're always so, that yeah. creative out of I the think box so a little bit I, I have like sometimes different thinking trying to think out the box like have different ideas and i think that's one thing that just is just different like about us we don't all think the same we <clears throat> we try to all put a little a little bit of our taste in every, every little thing talking about the on-floor things what basketball, uh, it, name me one basketball uh, element which you do better than Yanis. Than Yanis. I'd probably say, I would say my, my switching, like okay. switching, being able to switch to one through five. Okay. I think it's, I think I do that better than Yanis. What do you think if Yanis was in this room? I would what, say, I what's say he, his response? I think he would be, I think he agree. Cause during uh, the summer in the national team, he was saying, telling me the same thing. Like he was telling me that he'd never played with a big man that's able to switch like that. Even like with like, I've played, like I played in Europe last year. I was able to switch on like guards, like uh, Mike James, like Larkin. And like I was able to hold my ground and not let them score like immediately on me, something like that. Yeah. Talking about the national team, uh, speaking of the national team, you mentioned uh, the Eurobasket experience. Uh, and one of my last, uh, you know, memories with you from the Eurobasket that was also there was that you were very emotional after that game. Yeah. Uh, can, can you explain what was behind uh, all these emotions and how Costa and the Tacumbo usually bounces back? Was the next day, was the following week or month is for, for Costas? Uh, no, nah, it was just, it was just that moment, you know, it, when it happens, you just have to forget about it, keep moving forward. But, uh, it was an emotional moment because we had, we had some, we had goals as a team and, uh, we thought we fought very really hard. You know, we played against, uh, 
a really good team. That Germany that night was a really good team. Salute to them and uh, it just came out of me. And it was just not me, it was the other players too, you know. When we got back to the locker room, you know, they had the same uh, response. So it was just a little bit heartbreaking, but it's basketball, so yeah, it, that is. It was another time. Uh, the big topic was, you know, how Yanis, how Evers can adjust to FIBA rules, FIBA basketball to use, uh, to utilize all of his strengths. Can you bring us to the room where you all guys try to discuss what you should do different next year, what maybe didn't work out as you wanted, or what challenges you all uh, saw on the court, the way how our teams try to stop you, starting from Czech Republic, uh, probably, and then, of course, uh, Germany? I mean, uh I feel like that's like a, a, a coach question, but I, I will give you my answer. I think that obviously we have a team with a, a one really good player, a superstar. Like, so we have to use him in the best of uh, his abilities, and we have to contribute as much as we can. You know, we can't just like try to piggyback off, piggyback off him, and just try to say he's gonna save us or something like that. You know, and uh, we just all have to come together and play as a team. I feel like, and uh, it's. It's gonna work. I feel like we was doing pretty good that year basket. You know, we, like I said, we played against a, uh, like I'm not gonna forget. I felt like Germany made every single three they took. That's how I felt. So, so it was a tough game. So, I don't think it's a lot of stuff that have to change, but I think it's some little stuff that we change and they could help us. Uh, we actually have a great question from Basket News uh, Plus uh, member regarding to uh, FIBA rules. And the question is from Odrius Vashkavichus. Uh, we heard from several European playmakers that it's easier to score in the NBA. Is it the same experience for you as a big guy? It's, uh, it's, I think it, it is easier to score in the NBA just because of the... Even rule. for a big, right? Even for a big. Uh -huh. I think in general it's easier to score in the NBA. Yeah. Either for the, uh, just the rules, you know, like... <clears throat> Like if you have a guy like Eddie Tavares, like a big body, you know, he cannot stay in the paint. So he has to move around. So once you see an opening, you, you have the chance to take it here in Europe. It's like he could just wait for you at the basket every time. So it's, it's harder here. And just like, you know, just the spacing, the rules, it's, it's a little bit easier in NBA, I think, to score. Speaking of FIBA basketball, FIBA free on free basketball is a big thing uh, right now, at least here in Europe. And uh, I don't know if you watched Yanis on Sergi Baka show. I think the name of the show is How Hungry Are You? It was a great show, actually. But Drew Holiday also went there later, a few weeks ago. And uh, he actually said that if there would be a game between Antetokounmpo brothers and uh, Holiday brothers, they would beat you on the court. And there's a particular quote. Uh, let's say me and Yanis, it's Drew talking. Yeah. Let's say me and Yanis even each other out. My older brother can shoot, my younger brother can shoot, they both score. And it's been seen in the league. Not to say Tamasis and Costas can't, but it's simple, the holidays. It was his choice. What would be your response? How, how, do you, how can you imagine this free-on-free -free game against holiday brothers? Um, I don't know, I feel like... How, how tall are the holiday brothers? I know one of them is... is the, which one is the tallest? Uh, they're all guards, actually. They're all guards. So, yeah. so yeah, we we're if it was to play, they would be playing an average of at least six seven. Where I'm six ten, six eleven. Yanis is like six eleven, and Thanasis is like six seven. So, if they hit shots, yeah, okay. But if they don't hit shots, they're losing by a lot. I feel. But you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I would do the same. I would pick my brothers for sure and say that I'm gonna win.
fair enough. I didn't expect anything else. <laughs> uh, it's great to see you here uh, in Europe, returning to Europe. And we have another question from another BN Plus member. Actually, he's Greek, Jordanis Sadiropoulos. And he writes, I would like to ask Kostas if he was close to join Olympiakos or Panathinaikos in the past, and if his decision to join Fener was made because of uh, Itudis. Uh, I was... I was never like in a serious discussion with, with those teams. It's always like maybe they say they have interest in you, but it's never been like an offer. So I can't say I was ever close to joining in those teams. But uh, for sure, it was, you know, going to that team the way it was Fenner at the time, having Nick Kalafis as a point guard, Nick point guard, played it with him before. And having uh, Itudis as a coach is like a, a no-brainer, you know? So it wasn't... Uh, a hard choice to to do, you know. Mm. And I have another memory from the Eurobasket. I remember was I was in the media zone after the game against Ger Germany. Itudis finished his media session, and there was your brother Tanasis waiting for him. As soon as he finished the media session, Tanasis hugged him, and they walked slowly to the locker rooms. And I felt that it it spoke of great relationship you guys, uh, the whole team had with the head coach. What do you think? What led you guys to create that bond with the coach because usually here in Europe it goes if you're getting eliminated pretty early oh the coach is the worst the team is the worst everybody you know gets into some arguments See, you know, and it's it's really hard to be as a team after yeah, even such a big losses yeah. what can you say about that relationship you know what you just said it's it's all like outside noise most of the time when that happened it comes from the outside so I'm really grateful that it never came from the inside. So when we lost, like we never was able to say, oh, blame him or, no, nah, never. It was just like, hey man, we're, you know, we, we tried our best. No, we had a discussion too with some of the people from the Federation. Hey, man, you guys said you guys gave it your all, you know, you you made Greece fall in love again with basketball because, you know, we, they, all of Greece was watching it, you know? So hopefully we get another chance to prove what we can do and, you know, we just keep moving forward. It wasn't ever really a point of figures or blaming. So I feel like just the whole time we was doing like the uh, pre-camp and stuff like that, it was able to just build with the players and with the coaches, like a relationship that will allow us to do that. Mm -hmm. Did he call uh, to, to recruit you uh, to Fenerbahce? Did you speak uh, with him before no, the decision? No, uh, it was like my agent first, you know, we talked and uh, he told me, you know, maybe you might have that offer, you know, if you want me to look into it. I was like, sure, why not look into it? And, it, you know, then he told me, okay, it might be open. And I said, okay. He said, you, if you want to talk to the coach and stuff like that, I talked to him. He said, I have this offer for you. If you want to come, you know, work for your spot, you know, play hard. Nothing is guaranteed. And I said, for sure, coach, you know, I want to come and help the team. And it's okay. It's your second season uh, here in the EuroLeague? It's my second season in the EuroLeague, yeah. What? kind of identity you want to build here in the EuroLeague? Definitely want to be, you know, I want to be a, a dominant player in the EuroLeague, a dominant big. You know, I've seen uh, people that went by and had uh, wonderful careers in the EuroLeague and uh, I really like, I, I, love, I love playing in this league and uh, that's it really. I just, I just want to build my career here and uh, keep moving forward as well. From what I remember from the book, I remember that you didn't have many opportunities to follow EuroLeague basketball as close as many Europeans. Let's say you also left uh, to the United States pretty early. But maybe you have any EuroLeague bigs, your favorite bigs you like to follow or you like to watch. 
and maybe you have some comparisons considering your playing style? Um, sure, yeah. When I was younger, most of the bigs I used to watch was only because Pratham and I got big. So, yeah. Yorgos, you know, Yorgos Pizizis, one of my favorites, you know, he's super skilled uh, foreman. Loved this game when I was younger. I liked, um, I liked Sofo. Mm -hmm. Sofo was dominant, you know, he was a. Uh, when I was able to catch some games, he go crazy. So I liked his game. I liked um, Batiste from Panathinaikos. Same, dominant big. And uh, Heinz, of course. Heinz, when when Olympiacos was, when they won back in uh, the back, was it back to back, right? Back to back, 2012, 2013? Yeah, 20, I think so. Back I think to so. back, yeah. I think, yeah. Heinz was unbelievable, man. He was a, uh, he, he changed the game. He changed yeah. the game in the early. Yeah, it was undersized, big, and he was, it was just like his energy and the his motor was crazy. So I was like, this guy's amazing. Hmm. Do you think we can put him as a kind of your role model here in the early that you can build your Heinz, game after for sure. with the defensive impact? For, for sure, yeah. the defensive impact. I feel like Heinz is one of the best defensive bigs, or maybe the best defensive big in the early. Being able to do like the thing I said, like switch one through five, and and not let people score on him is is it's incredible. The coach coach sees you as a like when a coach can see you as a not as a defensive liability, it's 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 great, you know, because if he wants to put you in the game, it's like, oh man, he cannot guard, he cannot move his feet, he cannot do that. He's always hesitant to throw you in the game, you know, but once you're you're not a defensive liability, it's, it's easier for coaches to to throw you in the game. You mentioned uh, watching a lot of Panathinaikos Olympiakos games. Can you bring us to the, your room again? How all the brothers are watching those games? Tanasis played for Panathinaikos. Yanis is Olympiakos guy, right? So I believe I, there, I there was a huge beef between them <laughs> watching games, right? Nah, I don't know if Yanis is Olympiakos guy. It's just a cinema uh, with uh, Olympiakos clothes when he was young. So everybody thinks he's Olympiakos uh -huh. guy. But uh, Tanasis played for Panathinaikos, yeah. So we, we supported Panathinaikos back in the day when Tanasis was there for sure. Oh, so, so okay. Okay, gotcha. Uh, you've had the privilege to be around probably at least three guys who might have a case to, to be considered as top 10 all-time players. I'm talking about uh, Luca, LeBron and Yanis. What quality they all share? What What's the same quality they all have? I'll probably say it's uh, the, the mentality. You know, it's like, when I was with the, when I was in Dallas, like just seeing Luca. He was young. He came, I think, when he got 18, he got drafted or 19, maybe years old. 18, 19, yeah. He didn't seem like he was 19. Like, like you're playing like you're 28 years old at 19. He's like, yeah, man, I've been playing for a while. You know, it's like hmm. I play EuroLeague. You know? And he's just like, everybody have their own little piece. LeBron is, LeBron is you know, on this professional, super professional guy. And you know, on his time, had to do his treatment, do his workout. Eat good, you know, stuff like that. Giannis is hardworking guys. Like, if he doesn't, like, he would do something till he get it, till he get it right. Like you've seen, like games. If he shoot, if he shoot like, like a bad free throw percentage, like he stays after the game to shoot free throws. Like he would do something till he get it right. Like he would not leave the gym till he get it right. So it's just the mentality part. I feel like always sets him apart. Yeah, I believe that these were great examples for you to learn from them, and I believe that. Uh, NBA championship season was also a great uh, lesson for you as a young yeah. player 
And although the ring, uh, you, your name will be written in the basketball history as the first Antetokounmpo who won the NBA title, of course. But it's only, I think the final result is only the top of the iceberg. What did you take from that whole journey with the team, which you can also try to maybe adapt, you know, in your following years of the career and maybe here with Fenerbahce trying to win the EuroLeague? Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> it's not easy, man. It's not. A lot of people finish their career, they have great careers, and then you end up looking back and it's like, did this guy win? And never won. And it's, it's, it's not easy to win. And obviously, like you said, like being like the first, uh, the first as the Google to have a championship, and then the next year my brother had one, it felt, felt great, you know, because it's just, just seeing them, how, how hard he was working to win, how, how much he wanted to win. So it was amazing. It was an amazing experience for me and I think for him too. So once you get a taste of that, you want to always win. You always want, you always want to win. So like set goals, like I said, like we had a goal this uh, last, last summer to, to win the Eurobasket. Next summer, whatever we have a goal, we're trying to do that. Next goal might be the Olympics. Just always a goal. You know, this season, the EuroLeague and the Turkish League, you always set a goal to win. So, Kostas, uh, I wish you to see you here in Kaunas uh, in, in May when the Final Four time comes. Thanks a lot for this conversation. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.